we just knew we were not going to accept failure of RVing full time. That's that was the goal. The goal was never to buy a business and just become wealthy or, you know, that, that was not the goal. The goal was to find a way to fund the life we wanted. So that was, you know, that we knew we could succeed at that. Hey, this is Heath Padgett, and welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast, episode 146. The RV Entrepreneur Podcast is for anyone interested in downsizing their life, creating remote income, and working from wherever the heck you want to work. If you want to work from your RV, cool. If you want to work from Airbnb, that's you can't listen to this because it's only for people. I'm kidding. I'm recording today's episode from our Winnebago Brave. Currently, we're en route to Canada. Uh, we have a number of campgrounds up there who are using our booking software. And it kind of just going to use it as a time to go up there and be on the ground with campgrounds who are using our software and aggressively hopefully pitch some parks on, on using us too. So it's kind of like a sales outreach and, and learning about our customers kind of thing. But going to be doing some fun stuff up there this summer. Nothing to do with today's episode other than just want to share what's happening in our lives right now. Today on the podcast, I'm interviewing Eric and Tammy Johnson. Eric and Tammy run a website called Techno RV uh, from their motorhome, a website that sells curated products to RVers like us that they road test and try out and provide really great support on all these products. Things like the WeBoost that we talk about on this podcast. And one thing that's different about Eric and Tammy's story is that they didn't start a business before hitting the road. They didn't start Techno RV. Uh, they bought the business and they actually had no experience in e-commerce websites or anything like that. They totally learned on the fly. And I think it's kind of cool to dig into a story that didn't actually start with somebody actually going from the ground up, but actually identifying a business and a space that they wanted to be in that supported their lifestyle and what they wanted to do. And literally they bought this business and it funded the lifestyle they wanted to have. They didn't want to be chained to their jobs. And uh, we dig into all of the beginning stages of that in today's episode, as well as the power of staying engaged with your customers and what they did to actually grow their business 700% in one year, which sounds crazy. I was actually going to name that the title of this podcast episode, but it sounded a little spammy and I didn't want to be misleading. So instead, it is funding the life you want, but you guys are going to love Eric and Tammy. Without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. All right, we are recording. Eric and Tammy, thanks for being on the podcast with me, guys. Hey, great to be here. Yeah, good to be here. Thanks. Take number 10. We've tried to set this up on quite a few occasions. So uh, where are you guys at today? So we are in the Great Smoky Mountains. We kind of, you know, we're from Mobile, Alabama. So this was, we kind of felt like this was our home national park because back in the day, you know, if you took a vacation from Alabama to go to a, the mountains, it was kind of the Smokies. So we're, we're here for a couple of weeks. Oh, man, that's nice. I used to take a lot of vacation to actually go to Mobile, Alabama, because I have a good bit of family there. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, it's neat. There's a lot. That, it's built up a lot over the past few years. We're seeing all these new restaurants and cool things popping up lately. So it's kind of new to us. Even when we go back, there's so much going on in the city right now. Yeah, ultimately, we like being around water, you know, and so being on the Gulf Coast down there by the beaches and all that, we... uh we, we miss it sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Not enough to go back, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm pumped to dig into y'all's story because y'all did something that is quite a bit different than what other people have done whenever they're transitioning to uh, being fully location independent. So instead of uh, starting uh, y'all's own business or 
taking a business on the road or starting something once you got out there, you guys actually went out and bought a website that was already up and running that you could actually operate and continue to grow while on the road, Techno RV. Um, and so I was just wondering if you guys could kind of talk to me about the beginning. Like, when did you guys start having a conversation about this whole idea of living in an RV? And like, how did you kind of logically get to the point where you're like, you know what? If we're going to make this happen, we're just going to go buy a business. Like, can you talk me through that beginning phase of when you guys are having that conversation? Uh, yeah, it started in, I guess it was January of 14. And we were, um, we watched a TED talk. Actually, I don't even know where we came about finding it, but it was about uh, what is freedom to you, you know, sell your crap, get out of debt and go do what makes you happy type theme. Uh, and it really just resonated with us because we realized we were working jobs just to pay for things that we had committed to financially. And we weren't really enjoying our jobs enough to do that. Uh, so we really made the decision to move into the RV before we ever bought the business. We knew we wanted to get away, do something different, and we weren't quite sure how we were going to finance it at the time. Neither one of us had careers that could be you know, remote. I was in education and Eric was in human resources, so it's not like we could just transition comfortably to the RV and use our jobs that we had already, uh, but we knew we were going to do it. So we actually... I guess it was October of that same year, sold the house and everything, but we were still working in Mobile. Um, but we did move into our first RV, which was a fifth wheel. And we just kind of stayed around the Mobile area and would move it now and again, but it wasn't, we were still, of course, working. And then I guess. I mean, we started having conversations about like, well, we could consult, you know, the, the classic conversations, I guess, that a lot of people, people have, but we were like, man, I, you know, you know, Human resources, education, sure, we could probably get into that, but, you know, maybe we're thinking too much of ourselves to think we could go around <laughs> consulting people, you know, and uh, and so uh, we knew someone that had owned some Internet businesses, and we were having a conversation with him one day, and he's like, hey, you know, there's like businesses for sale all the time, uh, you know, if you do your homework and find a good one, it's kind of like buying income, you know, if it's an established uh, type business. And so we went on the on the hunt for uh, that, thinking that, you know, this could potentially be what we do. And uh, there's all kinds of websites out there. There's uh, website brokers. Latona's was yeah, one we looked at. But it's a pretty easy Google search to start looking through uh, businesses. And then, uh, you know, it, in the beginning, you know, we landed on this, the, you know, TechnoRV.com is our business now. But. Some of the other businesses that we looked at were <laughs> not specific to RVing. We yeah. looked at a boot scoop bikes. We looked at we were looking for anything that would allow us to be remote. Um, so we didn't want any bricks and mortar type storefront. We didn't want anything that was going to have an issue. Um, and when we found Techno RV, it was previously run by a full time RVer already. So he had kind of already logistically figured out the remote work aspect of it, which was really great. Uh, and so when we found it, we when you when you ask the broker for information, they'll send you all the financials, just everything you could imagine about the business. So we were able to review years of uh, income and how many visits per month they had to the website and all of that. And then we flew to Pomona to an RV show to see kind of what it meant because the previous owner did do a lot of the RV shows. That was part of his income. So we're like, well, you know, let's see what this is about. We've never been to one. Uh, and when we went there, we met the, we met the maze. They were just great people. We loved the way they had set the business up. 
and um, we put an offering. Yeah, I mean, basically, uh, you know, in general, you can buy a business for two to four times profit. And there two to four times yearly profit is what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's kind of an an average. So when you start looking at at businesses, um, you know, for sale, depending on what their revenue is versus their profit, then you can kind of come to a number, uh, on what you would expect, uh, to pay. And there's, you know, there's better deals out there, but you just got to do your homework. You know, once we got the information on the business, there were, there were a lot of questions that we had about, um, the income the previous owner had kind of another business wrapped up into the accounting program of this business so it was it was kind of messy going through all that um but it was you know it was a big enough decision for us because we 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 were going to put a big chunk of money into this as opposed to keeping that money and saying hey we'll we'll just have this extra money here so that when we go travel um you know we'll kind of have this to fall back on so I mean, obviously, as with any business, it's a risk um, to to go into. But uh, but anyway, it, it worked out. We ended up putting an offer in, and uh, and they accepted. And the and the previous owners, they were from the UK, and they were going back uh, for kind of personal reasons back to the UK, and they. Uh, pretty much left the day we closed. Yeah, the timing was just incredible, not only for us to locate the business and find it, but for them as well. And the business had a lot of potential. Um, the previous owner had, you know, he was running it pretty much himself. And we just saw a lot of areas where we could um, build the business from where it was. So we didn't feel like the business was maxed out. I mean, some of them out there you look at and you feel like, oh my gosh, there's how could I even add to this to increase sales. So this this one had a lot of opportunity that we could um, increase the profit, you know, with over time. Yeah. The previous owner had kind of, I feel like, and he felt like it too, that he had kind of tapped things out just on kind of where he was at. He was kind of doing everything on his own and uh, kind of infusing some new life into it was really really what it needed. And, you know, that first year that we had the business, we were still working our other jobs. You know, I think that's another probably big point is that, is that we, you know, we didn't just quit our jobs immediately. We continued to work. And then when I got off in the afternoon and Tammy did too, we would work till one, two in the morning, (laughs) you know, on the business. And we really focused on the, the internet side of things um, because we didn't want to have to depend on, uh, the RV shows and we wanted the internet side of things to really kind of be the nucleus of the business. And that's, that's kind of where we directed things and where we're at today. So you backgrounds in HR and education and had you guys ever owned a business before? (laughs) I had not owned a business. No. Um, I had owned some things on the side, uh, me and some friends owned a little seafood business down in Orange Beach, but never uh, anything point. e-commerce related. No, 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 no. no, no. So, so was, what made you guys? What made you guys look at this and be like, "Yeah, you know what? This is totally not in our wheelhouse." But what the heck? Like, let's jump in. Uh, I think that we were willing to work hard, and we knew we were going to have to learn a lot, and. Um, that part of it did not scare us. We knew we didn't know hardly anything going into it as far as internet marketing and all the things that we've had to learn, but we were willing to learn. We were not, that didn't scare us to um, learn a new skill or research or go to workshops or seminar, you know, learn that, that didn't scare us. So we figured, 
you know, we're not, we're intelligent enough to learn new things. So let's do it. <laughs> yeah. We, we had a weird confidence going into it really. And I, I looking back, I don't, I don't know why. I don't know where you know, it came I mean, from. Yeah. But it was, it was uh, cause you know, we didn't, we didn't draw an income from this business for probably the first 14 months. Yeah, you know? I mean, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't like this business was like, making tons of money we just saw value in kind of the nuts and bolts of what it was um and you know we changed probably 80 to percent of the business we changed as far as the products that we sell now um you know we did a complete overhaul on the website how we market uh you know, we, we changed a lot and, um, but we still wanted the core of the business to be what it is today, which is, you know, we spend a lot of time educating customers on our products and, uh, and then kind of the after sale support, you know, we've got a, we actually have a warehouse that, that we hold our own product with a, an employee. We have support personnel that, that answers the phones. Cause we were doing that in the beginning, uh, ourselves and it was a nightmare oh my gosh and uh so we we you know we just couldn't as we began to grow the business we couldn't keep doing that um it was it was just not possible for for me to keep up with it i was doing that part uh but to your question we always felt like if we failed and we didn't ever see failure as an option we just we did not see that going into it maybe blind i don't care it worked for us but we always said it's not like we can't go back and get a job in education or HR or work camp, or we just knew we were not going to accept failure of RVing full time. That's, that was the goal. The goal was never to buy a business and just become wealthy or, you know, that, that was not the goal. The goal was to find a way to fund the life we wanted. So that was, you know, that we knew we could succeed at that. I'm curious because you guys said kind of looking at the technorv.com, uh, evaluating it, you know, you reach out. I, I've spent more time than I'd like to admit on websites uh, brokering campgrounds because that's something that Alyssa and I have talked about a lot. And so kind of looking at how much they're selling for. And and so, you know, you find TechnoRV, you reach out to them, you want to understand their financials and what their business has looked at the past few years. You want to go meet them, understand how they do things. So how did you guys, without much experience in understanding this whole world of selling products online, know that you could improve the bottom line of the business if you didn't really understand all of it? Like, I'm kind of curious to hear like that part, because if there was room for improvement, like where did that come from? Was it just intuition, like you felt you could or... Well, we, we, yeah, I mean, we did feel we could, but when we went to, uh, the RV show to meet, uh, with the, the previous owners, they, they had a booth set up and, uh, you know, that interaction with RVers that they were having, and they, they had a good reputation, that interaction that they were having with RVers, uh, you know, we knew we could do that. And, uh, and when we actually started doing shows, we also realized, hey, if everything else kind of failed, all the stuff that we thought we could do but really weren't sure, then we could make an income just by going to shows. So, again, it kind of gave us a, you know, some confidence in that something that we felt like we were good at was just dealing with people uh, we could do at the show level. Well, yeah, all the internet marketing and well, that was one that, of the that, reasons they did not have a strong social media presence. 
Um, they did have some YouTube videos, but we knew we could do, especially me coming from education. I was all on board with, you know, the education side of it and being informative about the products and making sure we're, we re- you know, we're in that area. I uh, was not doing any internet marketing, no AdWords, nothing like that. So there were a lot of um, opportunities they had not tapped into that we understood enough about, I guess, or knew enough about that. We Amazon, they weren't on Amazon. So there were a lot of these things out there that they had not tapped into so that we thought were kind of low hanging fruit. Yeah. We, yeah. We knew, we knew somebody that, um, that was kind of good at internet marketing. And so we reached out to them and kind of gained some confidence through talking there and having actually having him help us with some campaigns and things. And, uh, you know, that, that's kind of a rough spot, man, going, going into AdWords and just seeing the money going out and not seeing conversions and trying to tweak these campaigns. Uh, you know, it's really kind of a full-time job if you're going to do it right. And, you know, obviously we're, we're doing everything. So, but he was, he gave us kind of a calm with that and, and just that because he had done it for so long. Like you just got to be patient. The, this works. And I don't know, uh, you know, if I wouldn't have had that sort of like mentor, I guess, in that area that I would have even stuck it out in, in, in some of those areas that we're now actually successful in uh, from an Internet marketing standpoint. Yeah, it's essentially you had somebody kind of like Yoda walk you through this whole process of like guiding <laughs> you on how to get started. So you guys, you put in an offer, you bought the business, and the first uh, year you were still working other jobs, you said? Eric was working full time. I had changed. I had quit from working in the school system in Mobile, but I did do a part time for an education foundation, just working from home, doing some STEM um, consulting and writing. But yeah, pretty much. It was for at least a year. We really focused on redesigning the website, um, really evaluating the product lines, going and visiting some of the companies and seeing if that's the right product that we wanted to carry because we had become new RVers as well. So we're learning, you know, not just the business, but how just the whole RV community. And and we wanted, we wanted to always make sure that um, the value we add on products was based on experience. And so it was just a big learning time for us a whole year of just, and, you know, and right when we bought it, you know, I mean, like the phone's ringing like <laughs> our first day and it's like, uh, hello, you know? And, and, and so I'll, I'll never forget the first phone call I took. It was a guy that wanted to know how to, to turn off uh, a tire pressure monitoring system that he had purchased from us. And in my head, I'm like, man, the owner of Techno RV certainly should know how to turn this unit off. But I didn't, you know, I, I didn't know really anything about it, but they were seeing us as the experts. So I, I, I learned real quick that, uh, you know, e- even me being as an RVer, I like talking about kind of where we've been and that kind of thing. So I just, me and this guy just started getting into a conversation about the campground he was at. And I was literally like Googling the answer, you know? <laughs> and so at the end of it, I was like, oh yeah, you just hit the center button. And he was like, man, you're a genius. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. So it was, it was, we, we were on the, uh, the learning curve needed to be short. Yes. And we, spent a lot of hours uh, right when we bought the business becoming 
experts at the products because we needed to because that was what the whole business model was was based on. But there, there was a few rough phone calls. Though. No doubt. <laughs> so it sounds like what what's kind of interesting when you bought a when you buy a business and when you're running a business, there's like at any given point, there's probably ten areas that you could focus your time and energy on. You could focus on learning AdWords, boosting social media, creating tutorials, and all these things work together. But it sounds like you guys started with just really getting to understand all the products. It was that the first area that you guys really dove deep into. We did. And we made an immediate change on the, the website design. It was not the colors or the look or the functionality that we wanted. So we, I would say the products and just about the design of the website and the functionality and just making it a little bit more user-friendly. That's what we spent the first yes, yeah, six months or so on for sure. Yeah. We wanted to, we wanted to get that right. You know, we changed the logo, the colors, the, the website and, and the previous owner knew it. Uh, he was like, man, I, I would, <laughs> the first thing I'd do is change the web. Cause we asked him too, you know, if you had, if you had some funds, and 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 you had a wish list on what would you do right now uh, within your business to grow it, you know, what would it be? And so, you know, he had some good ideas, you know, he just didn't have the horsepower at the time to make it happen. And uh, and that was definitely one of them was the website and uh, learning the products. Yeah. And then and then learning the products. It was a weird transition, though, because because we've never owned our own business before, you know, we have a personal finances, obviously, and we're big on staying out of debt and paying debt off and this and that and being, being a little bit careful with our money. But when you go into uh, a business that you own that has to buy inventory, you know, it was a big change for our um, mindset on what money is to us. Because when we're in our personal life, money is what everybody else thinks of it. You budget, you know, you have this and that. But when it comes to a business, money is just a tool. And that was that was a challenge for us at the beginning to say we're buying how much inventory to sit into the warehouse and that's a big chunk of money and to kind of have that faith in the process and and stop seeing money as our own personal money in our bank account even though you kind of you know you don't want to get stupid and careless but to see it as a tool to run the company and not be so I don't know attached to it in a way I guess yeah I remember, I remember in the beginning because I, I do all the ordering for the inventory I would like I would like order like three Wi-Fi boosters <laughs> from our supply. Yeah, I'll take three of those and uh, two of these. And it was it was just because it was like, you know, buying it and then it's, you know, going to the warehouse and then wondering, hey, is this going to sell? Because uh, we didn't drop shit. We would buy our own inventory and put it in the warehouse. So. Yeah, that was a commitment. You know, if we buy, if we buy it, it's sitting there. It's got to sell. Yeah, and there was, you know, I mean, in the beginning, it's again, it wasn't like sales were were kicking. I mean, we we might go three or four days oh, and not not have five. a sale. We'd you know, five with sales for sure. Yeah, I mean, if something came through, it'd be like, man, we sold something. You know, and 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 uh, so buying inventory was rough, and but over time, we have we figured out like um, like we don't we don't have anything that doesn't move first of all. And, and right when we bought it, there were things that didn't move and we had to, uh, figure that out. You know I mean? We had, right when we bought the business, there was like 60 dash cameras and, but they were, it, it, it wasn't a good quality thing, you know, and there were problems with it. So we had to make the decision to basically just throw them away. And, uh, so that was tough, you know, cause I mean, we could have sold them, but it was like, well, if it's not, if we don't believe in it, then we don't want to sell it. So, you know, we went through some of that stuff, but now it's like, look, to Tammy's point, money is a is a business tool 
to us. And, and so when we make purchases now, it's like, you know, we will order cases of things because the stress of, of, uh, an order coming in and, uh, you know, you being back ordered by a few days, it just wasn't worth it. Mm-hmm. So we, we just, we order up now and, and, uh, and, you know, again, just try and turn it right back around if we can. I'm I'm curious, uh, you know, there's different types of uh, similar businesses that you guys could have transitioned into. You could have done drop shipping. You also, I mean, there's also a lot of websites out there that just purely focus on reviews of all the products, which is a lot of the work that you guys do. And then they just, you know, they get affiliate commissions off the product. So I'm curious, why own the entire process from support to educating people to actually then having to go out and, and ship things out. So, you know, why not focus on not having to buy inventory? Well, I know the reason that we would, we decided to own the inventory. Um, when we first got the company, it was the warehouse was being run by a company called Smart Warehouse. And although it's not drop shipping, we didn't have direct control over, it was an automated system. Someone else held the inventory, kind of like an Amazon fulfillment center type thing. Uh, and we would have people want special orders or maybe they needed something shipped like to hold it for three days until they were going to be at their campground. And some just, you know, RVing, you never know where you're going to be half the time. Uh, And we didn't feel like we could provide the customer service that we wanted to be able to provide. So that's why we like having our own inventory. It helps us meet the customer's needs better. Drop ship, sometimes it would be, you know, maybe they don't drop ship as quickly as we would have liked them to. So we did do drop shipping for one company once. And it just, it didn't fit how, we, we are very appreciative when someone buys from us and we see we see that as a responsibility when someone gives us their money, you know, to be diligent and, and be responsible with it. And we just like to be able to to own that whole experience to con- not know, not so much control it, but to ensure that it's what we want our company to be represent to represent yeah actually i'm sitting here thinking about your question and i'm asking myself yeah why do we do this <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a good question you're making me second guess things here well it i mean take an RV we, we see things for for whatever reason we as people see things very big we are idea generators we've got a graveyard of ideas <laughs> like a mile long and and so we do have to be careful with that with ourselves because we're 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 a very lean company. I mean, it's me and Tammy, and then we've got somebody in support, and we've got somebody at the warehouse, and uh, and so but but we wanted to do that. And it, as as we began to grow, uh, other things grow too, not just revenue. You know, I mean, your your returns grow, your support calls grow, problems grow, accounting you know grows. And, uh, and we just never, you know, thought about scaling anything down so we wouldn't have to deal with a certain, a certain problem. And I don't know why that is, but it it is what it is. And And honestly, we were not, we had not, um, done the research that a lot of your listeners and a lot of the people on Facebook groups now are doing all this research on how to make money. Um, you know, looking back, if we would have been presented with, Hey, make YouTube videos, be an affiliate, write reviews, get that might have been something that appealed to us. It's just that's not what was presented to us, you know, at the time. Totally. Yeah, and, and not not only we not not go the affiliate route. We are actually a company that has an affiliate program. You <laughs> yeah, know, so yeah. we we actually <laughs> have, you know, people that 
you know, sign up with our affiliate program, get their affiliate code, recommend us. And then, you know, at the end of the month, we write checks to them. So it's, uh, but that's just a whole nother level of our, of our marketing plan. It's just a piece of it. So it's, um, it, it does sometimes get overwhelming. Yes. Um, a lot of the time actually. And, uh, and growing a business is the part that I think that we, uh, you know, we're just inexperienced at it, really. And so, uh, we, you know, we try and get advice where we can. You know, I mean, we came to the RV Entrepreneur Summit uh, with you guys um, and we were strictly there to just learn, like just fly under the radar, go in there, see what we can learn. And we did. You know, we learned a lot about, you know, like the outsourcing type things. Like I had never considered that, uh, that, you know, a, a lot of this stuff that we're doing, hey, maybe we can get somebody else to just do this and there's outsourcing programs that that are easy and they're not that expensive uh to do and it takes a lot of stress off of you so we were thankful for that and um a lot of the social media things we connected with with uh uh with rv wanderlust and and them with the social media side and are starting to uh get them to kind of help us with a few things there from a consulting standpoint so you know we try and keep our eyes open and and make the right decisions for our business from that standpoint. But at the end of the day, we have to remind ourselves why we do it. And there are oftentimes we have this conversation and it was one of the reasons we, we pay somebody to answer our phone calls for us because in the end of the day, it was to travel and live the life we wanted to and have more freedom. And when anything in the company becomes something that over time we feel it stresses us out, then we look for ways to remove that stress. And for us, yeah, we have to pay somebody, you know, they work full time. That's money we could put in our pocket if we would like to answer the phones during the day and do support and this and that, but it wasn't worth the stress. So we kind of have to balance it with, are we still having fun out here? Um, Are we still living the life we wanted to? Do we still feel free? So, you know, we have to step back and ask ourselves that um, from time to time. Totally. I, uh, you guys said something a minute ago, like, uh, kind of layering off what we're talking about in regards to the whole idea of blogging, social media, and you know why not just do reviews and things like that. One thing I'm curious about is that at the end of the day, uh, <clears throat> you guys are essentially a reseller for syndicated products that you have vetted that you feel help boost and amplify the RV lifestyle, whether it's WeBoost, a cell booster, a tire pressure monitoring system, uh, a certain type of uh, water filtering. What was the one that we gave away at the summit? Yeah, the Berkey. The Berkey. Yeah. The Ber- so these are products that you guys have vetted. Um, you buy the inventory, you believe in them, you visit the companies and, and really get to know them and things like that. So I'm curious, how do you, you know, just this is kind of getting in a bit nitty gritty stuff, but how do you, from an online perspective, outrank people like me or you know people who are creating other types of content and how do you stand out as somebody who is a reseller because there's a lot of people who are out there reviewing the exact same products there's the actual companies who people can just go directly to their website and buy from the company the manufacturer or they can you know click through an affiliate link and then maybe go to somebody else so i guess how are you working to outrank them? And maybe I just realized I answered part of this in my head. It's like you're not trying to always outrank them if you're bringing them on as an affiliate partner. <laughs> so I guess like, how, you know, how are you working to make sure you're staying relevant and different when people could just not go to you? They could go to the the source. 
Right. Um, I think that we do, it's one of the reasons we continue to do RV shows. Financially, we don't need to do RV shows anymore, but we do like to stay engaged and we like to stay face-to-face with people. Um, We want people to see us as just real people RVing out here that happen to sell these products. Um, Videos have worked well for us as far as ranking. Um, It is hard to compete against a lot of these bloggers and great articles when, yeah, we could write great articles but we're doing a lot of other things that takes away from that. So we have found that videos and because we know our manufacturers well, we'll know ahead of time if a product is going to come out so we can load up on things before maybe bloggers even know about the product um, and we can get a jump start. But we know we're a small company. You know, we're not going to reach some people just want to buy from the manufacturer or from another um, person. We have a lot of return customers. So once you work with us and you 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 see the um, personal experience and the customer service we offer, we have a lot of return buyers. Uh, and that, you know, I mean, it's we're not ever going to be able to compete with people that, that that's their their living is blogging and and doing that. That's not not necessarily you know what we're trying to do. I guess. Yeah, and the you know obviously pricing is a big deal. And if there's a minimum pricing that the manufacturer sets for a product, we're pretty much just selling at the minimum price. Uh, so, and, and then, you know, we made our business model, uh, you know, the, our slogan is learn here, buy here, get support here. And, uh, you know, we did that because we saw a lot of people coming to our site and learning and then they would go buy somewhere else. <laughs> and they call us and want support. <laughs> so yeah, they call, yeah, exactly. Hey, I bought this on Amazon. Can you help me with it? And, uh, so, you know, we wanted to, you know, kind of, uh, you know, add that to our, our whole business model and the way that people think of us that, hey, I can I can learn from these people. I can have a great buying experience and then I am going to get great support after the sale. And it's not something that they just say they actually do it. Um, and, you know, word of mouth is huge for us. So we 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 really don't try to compete we just do us, you know, I mean, yeah, sure. We'd like to, in fact, we've talked about this recently about our article writing and trying to, to do better with that, but there's, you know, there's people that just do that better than us. So we just want to do us, do what we do well. And, uh, and so far that's worked for us. So when you guys looked at the business and you were digging into all the numbers, um, have, I'm assuming it sounds like you guys have grown the business. Is there like a, percentage that you guys have kind of grown the business do you know that off the top of your head since you guys have bought it like you've 2x what you're bringing in and and things like if you don't mind sharing well yeah i don't mind sharing it's it's get get the clap track ready because we're kind of kind of proud that you know of what we've done (laughs) uh for the first year um after we well first of all the first year after we bought the business we were entrenched in making the changes that we felt like we needed to make to lay the the platform for us to grow. So, I mean, the first year we didn't make a dime. Um, and we were, yeah, we were still working our, our, uh, regular jobs. I mean, there was obviously the company had some revenue, but you know, we didn't uh, draw anything with the first real year that we were kind of doing it 12 months of our plan yes yeah we actually grew the business 700 percent in that wow. first year wow um and yeah it, it was, it, i know we're over here we're over here looking at these sometimes we're like man can you believe but but again it, it goes back to that it had a lot of low-hanging fruit that you could make a quick change um by just making a few, you know, tweaks here and there. And then, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, we're, we're not going to grow 700% no. every year, 
but you know we've continued i mean i guess we've had the business three or four years we've continued to do you know another 25 percent you know yeah we've had growth year over year year over year and um but again you know with with 700 percent growth that's 700 percent of other things too um you know as far as uh you know support and issues and inventory and and things like that so um we uh you know feel like we made a lot of of the right decisions at the right times we feel like that we have a lot to offer and and uh but again that growing you know growing the business is is uh something that we've kind of had to learn along the way knowing what you guys now know about uh buying an existing business and seeing where it has faults and being able to uh, make those changes is a pretty valuable skill. So have y'all spent additional time on business for sale websites since buying Techno RV and just kicked around other ideas for what you could buy and do the same thing? We do kick around the idea of not only what we could buy, but just what now that we understand the foundation a lot better, not necessarily buying another business, but maybe starting another business because we have the resources and the, and kind of the foundation laid for this one. So if it were similar or it kind of built off of this one, we've, we've kicked around those ideas. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, we, we went to our first trucking show this year. Yeah. Uh, getting into the trucking industry is, is something we're kicking around. Well, we were driving around one day and we were like, man, there's a lot of trucks on the road. You know, <laughs> I, I see more trucks than I see RVs out here. And so we, and it's funny. I mean, we actually started technotrucker.com. It's, it's down for maintenance right now, but it's just another area that we were like, you know, truckers use a lot of the same stuff that RVers do. It, it might be a different model number or something like that, but it's coming from these same suppliers that we already have so you know why wouldn't we just capitalize on that uh the marine side interests us as well uh because again a lot of a lot of similarities um with that but absolutely yeah looking at at uh we we feel like uh first of all we feel like we could fall flat on our face (laughs) any day you know but but we also uh feel like that that yes we do look at uh, still go to some of those website brokers and and uh, and sometimes it's just for fun, but sometimes it's like you know what that that one looks pretty good. You know, I wonder what we could do with that. But then we you know we wake up and realize, man, we don't have time to do what we're doing right now. <laughs> What's y'all's favorite website that sells businesses? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, some people that had the, had a had kind of the brain for that big picture you know, could, they would probably just have, you know, 15, 20 businesses, but I, I don't know. I'm not there yet. I, I, it's just not how I work. My brain doesn't see it like that. And, uh, so we're focused on what we got now and, uh, and, you know, we're happy to share, you know, the things we've learned along the way, because people are curious, like, man, how did you, you bought a business? What did that look like? And all those questions that come along with that, kind of like you're asking today, we get asked it a lot. We've done seminars on it before. And, uh, because, you know, people that want to go RV and they want to know every avenue that's possible out there. And this one is a little bit different than what you normally hear. Yeah. What, uh, I think you may have said one of them earlier, what's your go-to website for looking at businesses for sale? I think there's, I know there's quite a few of them, but do you have a favorite? Uh, there's latonas.com. Um, I've gone to and looked, a lot of them are becoming Amazon stores. You kind of have to filter through that nowadays. It's, People are just selling Amazon FBA stores. So to find a genuine, you know, I don't know, website, uh, you said website brokers. Well, some of them are getting to where, uh, 
you know, it's just a conglomerate of a lot of different sites and, and somebody's just programming it in and they, but, and then some of them are, there's like professional brokers that are actually out there vetting these uh, sites for sale. And uh, like, like she said, latonas.com is one of those that, you know, they actually have people, they're professionals, they vet these companies. Otherwise you'll get, you know, you'll get the thing where, you know, somebody, somebody will just start 50 websites and, and they will get a little traffic on them and then they'll just put them up for sale for $5,000. And I guess people are buying them, but, uh, you know, because they present it in a way that makes it look like it's awesome when really it's probably not. So you got to kind of be careful with some of that. But for us, it was, it was in the numbers, you know, obviously Meeting you got people. Yeah. You got to, you definitely, you got to, when you get the information on the companies, you got to sign all this non-disclosure stuff and all that. But when, when you get it, um, you know, you're really able to go through it. And if numbers and accounting, you know, in your thing, then, and then, you know, obviously you got to get somebody that that is their thing to help you kind of go through it. Um, but, but going through that, meeting the people, yeah, was, was kind of key for us on this, on this business. Totally. Um, kind of transitioning, just a few more questions for you guys. So whenever <clears throat> y'all bought this business, y'all were working your separate jobs. Did, was there, what was kind of the, some of the learning curve that you guys had to have for working together in a type of environment, like <laughs> both literally physically in the RV and also in a business that, you know, like what, what did that learning curve look like for you guys, like as a couple working together? Cause that's a lot of other RVers, including us, you know, and we're always trying to navigate that and figure out how we can do better. So. Well, I was the one that worked from the um, RV first by myself. So I kind of got into my own little groove of what worked for me working from home. And then Eric quit his job and started working from home as well. And that whole groove went out the window. And we learned, <laughs> <laughs> we learned really quickly that I like to listen to music during the day. Eric does not like to listen to music <laughs> during the day. I keep a cleaner office area than he does. So uh, there was definitely some transition. We set it up where, I mean, we ought. We obviously discuss everything and make decisions together, um, but the buck stops with Eric. You have to have that one final decision maker if we don't agree with something. Either we decide we're not going to do it, or if it's something I'm like, I don't care, just make the decision. Um, we try to separate things pretty clearly in the business so we don't interfere with due dates and what, like, for example, I do the sales taxes and I do the bookkeeping and he does product um, I'm ordering and inventory and dealing with the manufacturers. So we made just clear division. So he's not harping at me for not doing something he might need. And it's not the reverse. We just have very clear, divided um, jobs that we have in the business. Uh, we like being around each other. So it, that part of it was never a problem for us. I mean, we weren't staring at each other because we work right out of, off of our dinette table. And um, we don't have like a fancy little office set up or anything. Um, but we, I don't know, it, it, just the physical space. I have to wear headphones if I want to listen to music now while I'm working. He doesn't like it. You know, little things like that. And um, our hours are different too. Tammy likes to sleep later than I do. <laughs> and then she stays up later than I do. So, well, it's something that, you know, I mean, it seems small, but it's like, you know, and it's not like I'm an early riser or anything, but, you know, if I'm up at like 8, 30, 9 o'clock buzzing around. But that's why the clear division worked for us, because he can get up in the morning and do whatever he needs to do. It doesn't involve me 95 percent of the time because we have clear, divided jobs. And if I choose to do the, my responsibilities a little bit later in the day, it's not going to interfere with, hey, you need to come help me do this. I know you've worked all day, but you need to help me now. We, we keep it very separate. 
Yeah, I, I don't know that we're going to be able to give you any advice there. <laughs> no, another thing that I'm another thing I'm always curious about. So um, everyone talks about the freedom. You know, that's why you want to get on the road, and that's the initial draw: freedom in your life to go explore and see the country, and just freedom in your time to be able to work on the things that you want to work on. Um, and I find for me, and maybe this is just because also we we weaned off some projects, and we're in New Zealand right now, and we're trying to sort through this. But it's like. There always seems to be that decision where as a business owner, you can keep going in heads down all hours of the day and really just blow it up. I mean, you, you have a goal to, you know, you just paid off y'all's business loan, uh, which is awesome. And, you know, it's like, well, you could just put the pedal to the floor and, and go, go, go all the time. And every minute that you spend working on your business is another minute further along that you could be. Um, so how do you balance that? Like when do you say, okay, no, enough is enough. Um, you know, it's time to go out and, and explore and do the things that we wanted to do while on the road. Like, how do you how do you do that? Um, last year, we set a goal to see national parks. That was our goal, our personal travel goal. So that meant we did not get to do as many shows. And that was just something we committed to. I want to go to national parks. That's why I have this life is to do this type thing. Um, so we will set personal events that we want to attend or locations. And then we try to work our RV show schedule around that. Um, but like last year, we only had like five or six shows this year. We're doing a lot more this is the year of the show because we're going to Alaska next year. That's our goal for next year. So we're really kind of focused. So, uh, we, we make our personal goals first and then manipulate and work our, um, work schedule around that. And as far as day to day activities, we, we work during the day and then we're, afternoon explorers generally yeah i mean we we have to be very deliberate yes. with it otherwise we won't do it and it, and it's not because we don't want to it's it's that i mean we're enjoying what we're doing you know we enjoy the work is enjoyable. yeah we enjoy techno rv and all that but we also uh it can bury you you know and so absolutely we have to be very deliberate and say hey we're in the smoky mountains and there's certain things that we want to go do and we plan them and we make we it's it feels like we're making ourselves we're go do it. it yeah um otherwise we would probably just get buried in work and then it'd be it'd be 10 o'clock at night but i did want to mention something I, I got uh your email the other day heath on uh setting goals and i you, you were talking about going to new zealand and and uh and I, I read through the whole thing because it, when I started reading through it, I'm like, man, this this like it was it was hitting me. You know what I mean? I was like, what he's saying, I'm I'm getting right now. And uh, so I want to throw something out here on on your on your podcast here is is one of our goals because you were I am scared right because you were, well because he was he was like man he said if you're gonna do it you just got to throw it out there because yeah. in his email he was like I'd have been embarrassed throwing this out there you know what I mean talking about going to New Zealand and all that, like whatever, three years ago, you'd have probably been embarrassed just saying it. And now you're actually doing it. Yeah. So one of our goals is that we love the water and, and we met these people probably three years ago. We hadn't been in an RV probably two months. It was our first. And they, really. they yeah. do six months on a boat and they do six months uh, in an RV. And they, they probably don't even know how they affected us. Like, like mentally just thinking about that. It's like, oh man, you know, we just moved into an RV, which absolutely love. Um, but the boating side of it is something that we've always loved the water. We've had boats before, uh, you know, smaller fishing boats and things like that. 
And uh, so one of our goals is that we would like to uh, at some point do a thing, maybe something like that couple did. You know what I mean? RV and do some boating as well. So I'm throwing it out there, man. You heard it first here on the, on the podcast. We do actually have a picture of a boat near the office to always remind us. I'm like, if you don't, it, the goal maybe sounds stupid or not attainable or just like crazy if you stop and think about it. But the goals help us make plan, you know, make plans and actually make action towards it. So yeah, years down the road, but we'll, we we want to be invited back like and do a podcast maybe from our boat down the road then you can refer back to this podcast right i love it y'all should just hop in one now and just come meet us in new zealand (laughs) um awesome well well, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast where is a, a good place for people to connect with you guys online uh, you can find our website at technorv.com or as some people say, technorv, <laughs> technorv.com. Um, and we have chat online. We have, um, you can email us messages. We have a lot of those setups and we have social media. You can Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube technorv. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into that episode with Eric and Tammy. Make sure to go give them a shout out on social media or on their website at TechnoRV. And one announcement I do have that I just want to share with you guys real quick is that Alyssa and I just released dates and information for where we'll be hosting our next RV Entrepreneur Summit. If you've never heard of this, we've done it for the past three years. It's an annual conference gathering of people like us who travel full-time or transitioning to traveling and they're trying to build a business or they're getting something going or they have something on the road. And um, really a lot of our main stage talks are geared towards helping you either take your business to the next level or just start something that you can transition into being on the road. And I really need a better succinct sales pitch for that. But really the idea is we gather a bunch of like-minded people who are all building meaningful things uh, with their business or their lives, traveling the country, and we bring them all to the same place. So our next summit will be hosted in northern Alabama at a place called Lake Gunnersville State Park. Uh, We're releasing We are releasing tickets on August 15th at 10 a.m. Central. Uh, So if you go to therventrepreneur.com, you can check all that out. The conference will be four days. We'll have workshops, main stage talks, meetups, uh, and it'll be a lot of fun. So if you're interested in learning more, go to therventrepreneur.com to check that out. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to this podcast. Y'all are amazing. I'll see y'all next time on the RV Entrepreneur Podcast. (laughs) 